Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, I don't know what this thing is. It's like it's a, uh, a strip show down there. We're there, dude. Hi. Welcome to Deacon Life. Deacon Life. Welcome back, guys. On today's show, congratulations. You won a house full of roaches. And why is your thermostat trying to kill you? And what is the Healthy Coke Challenge? And say so long to an old internet buddy. All this and much, much more will be discussed here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing okay? Are you staying cool out there? That's the big thing. There's We have a huge heat wave that's coming through uh, our beautiful state. Now, for those of you who don't know, we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. We sit on about 22-some-odd acres. We have chickens, cattle, dogs, goats, cats, horses, all the stuff that, that you have on a farm. Our, our crops are coming in fine. They're coming in great. Corn's coming up. A bunch of tomatoes out there. My dad planted a whole big row of black eyed peas and lima beans. Ugh, lima beans. Blah. He's got some okra out there. Again, blah. we have some watermelons and stuff. We got a whole variety of stuff. A whole cornucopia of fruits and vegetables that are growing in our garden and it's doing very well, especially with this heat. We have a water timer out there and sprinklers go off, so everything's going good out there. I know you guys are worried about it, right? But one thing you guys might not know, and I'll bring this up real quick and I'll, and I'll go on, is any fruits or vegetables and stuff that we, one, can't freeze, because you really can't freeze tomatoes, you really can't freeze like some of the stuff that you can't freeze or we don't want to freeze, we actually have a little produce stand that we put out on the very front part of our property little table out there and we only put a little small coffee can out there just says donations you know when you you got free food out there you got free whatever you feel like you have to give something i gotta give you something so we just put a little can out there and if people take the money out of the can obviously they need it more than we do but usually every day we'll go out there and and empty the can out so we do that for the neighborhood because we are miles and miles from any kind of like grocery store and stuff so some people just might need a tomato might need a couple years of corn or watermelon or something so we do that for our community here on the French. And why you say French? Because we're part farm, part ranch. Cram them together, we get French. Now, as you guys know, my dad's living with us. Actually, I reached out to the land developer here in our county, Union County, and uh, we're getting ready to build my dad a new house. A little little house, about 1,000 square foot, maybe a little bit less than that, maybe 700 square feet. We looked at a, a friend of ours, little tiny little office that they have on there, a little bit too big for what we want, but at least we have an idea of what's going on. And so we'll be breaking ground here probably in the next couple weeks or so. So my dad's excited about that. He'll have his own little place. We are going to do a foundation. We're going to build you know, studded walls and the whole nine yards, tin roof, rusted, and maybe a half, like an L-shaped wraparound porch. So that's where we're doing with him. Now, speaking of my dad, <laughs> this guy, our main house is a split floor plan. So we have two bedrooms, a full bath on one side of the house, and then we have the master bedroom and the entertainment center on the other side of the house. Of course, split plan means kitchen and everything, living rooms in the center. So as I'm cooking breakfast in the morning, 
Sometimes I'll make just scrambled eggs and sausage. Sometimes I'll make whatever. Now, my dad gets up at 5. He gets coffee going. He, he waters the plants. And then we usually roll out of bed about 7 o'clock, 7.30, start doing the horse chores, and then come inside, and I start making breakfast, usually about quarter to 8, if not 8 o'clock. Well, my dad's already eaten breakfast at 5, so he's getting that itch, that hunger feeling again. And he stays in his room for the most part. He's got his headphones on. He watches TV. He plays his video games. And my dad's 76. He just had a birthday this past Friday, so happy birthday to my dad at 76 years old. And yes, he does play video games. He plays PC video games, not like a PlayStation or anything like that. But I'll start cooking and, you know, that smell will permeate through the walls and and into his room. And he'll always come out of his room like... I'll look up and he's just like standing there in his doorway. Like, you're cooking food? Are you going to have any leftover from me? <laughs> what he's looking for is grits. I make grits sometimes and I'll make too much and I'll usually give the leftovers or what I don't use to the dog and he'll come over and he's like, who are these grits for? And I'm like, well, dad, if you want them, I made the mistake of doing that. <laughs> dad, if you want them, you can have them. So every time I make grits, he's asking, are you making breakfast this morning? Are you going to have grits? I will make sure that I make my dad grits. But here's the thing that really kind of kind of irks me and it's not just me. This ha- Just 100% of you, if not 100%, 98% of you out there, this would irk you as well. You ever been sitting there and you've got food on your plate, you just sat down, you're, you're eating your food, and someone comes over, and instead of saying, hey, what are you eating there, what do you got? They literally lean their head over and look straight down at your food, like they can't see it from, you know, a 45 degree angle, they gotta be at a 70, 75 degree angle looking down at your food. Oh, what you got there? You get a fork in the back of your head and you don't back off of my food. <laughs> my dad does that. And I always take my plate and I kind of slide it just to see how far over he'll lean before he falls over. And I'm like, Dad, what do you, please don't put, I mean, it's rude. Put your face down in someone's food. What are you eating? Get out of here. To ask me from across the room, it's safer that way. But I, I guarantee you, that will probably annoy 98% of you guys out there. If you had a plate of food and someone comes over and goes, hey, it's one step up or one step below from them pointing at your food like, three inches from your food and goes, what's that? Pointing at it, going, touching it. That's okra. <laughs> Don't touch my okra. So we also had this conversation. I know it's the simple little things that we have here on the French. Now, another thing that I, I bit my tongue this morning because I saw it actually unfold in front of my eyes. My dad and I had a conversation the other day about why we use paper towels and paper plates in the house. I, for one, I will make something, put it on the plate. Like, let's say you make a sandwich. You put it on the plate. You eat the sandwich. There's nothing wrong with that plate. Take it over to the sink. Give it a little tambourine tap. All the the crumbs fall off. Put it on the table. So now you can use that plate again. That's just me. Nothing has damaged the plate. Nothing, no contamination has happened to the plate. Nothing. My dad will literally take a plate, put it on the counter, take out like three olives out of the jar, put them on the plate, and then eat those three olives or three tomatoes or whatever off of the plate, and then take that plate and throw it away. Absolutely nothing wrong with the plate. Nothing at all. You could reuse it again. And I said to him, I said, why don't you reuse that plate? Well, you have to understand, Trav. Some things you spend the money for to only be used once. And I'm like, okay, but if you can avoid just using the thing one time in itself and maybe get another life out of it, wouldn't you do that? Well, you you pay for convenience and you're not paying for whatever the cost of it. And I'm like thinking to myself, okay, all right, this is my inner, I don't know what what it is, what you want to call it, what disease it, that I'm like going, no, you can't throw that plate away. It's still got a life in it. It's still got a couple more meals left on that plate that you can actually, now granted, if you had spaghetti on there, of course, that plate's pretty much ruined. You throw that away. My dad, in the same sense, will get the paper towels that have the selecta size. Everyone loves the selecta size. What are they? Uh, a full sheet's like 12 by 12 or 12 by 16 or something like that. So the half sheets are like six by 16. You know, you pull a half sheet off, you wipe what you need down, you roll it away. If it's wet, if it's got gunk on it, if you blew your nose in it, go ahead, throw it in the trash. My wife will pull out two 
of the select the size. I'm like, why don't we even bother getting the select the size? Well, I, sometimes you need two of them. Okay, that's fine. And then my wife will ball it up and actually leave it on the counter. I got to the point where I quit going to the paper towel holder to get a brand new paper towel because I know there's a paper towel laying on the counter somewhere that my wife has folded up and just left it there, which is great. I'll reuse it. I don't mind doing that. I remember growing up, my grandmother, she used to take my grandfather's old work clothes, cut the uh, the material out, stitch and hem. Yeah, this is way back in the day. Stitch and hem and have washable dish rags for the house and stuff. We don't do that anymore. No, we, we, we're a, a, a consumer society where we just completely have garbage left and right. No wonder our planet's going to hell in some people's opinion. So my dad said something to me this morning for breakfast. I, oh, I made grits. That's what it was. I don't want to waste the grits, so I'll go ahead and finish it off. And he's finishing off like eating it right out of the pot. And I'm like, okay, well, he understands now not to put it on a plate and then from the plate to his mouth. He's just eating it right out of the pot. And he said something about wasting a paper plate or something like that. And then he goes over. <laughs> this is only in my world. This is only what bothers me in my world. Then he goes over. He washes his hands. Now, we have kitchen towels to dry things off. Wipe off, you know, your hands, wipe off stuff. We have towels made for that in the kitchen. And he goes over, grabs three sheets of the paper towels, wipes his hands off. It's just water. Throws it away. Now, I just bought a brand new six-pack of Selecta-size paper towels. And if we go at this rate, they're going to be gone by the end of next week. The way he's using them and wasting them. I'm not that way. Are you that way? I want to hear from you. Are you that way where you will take the time to reuse something that has a little bit of life left in it? I'm talking food in the kitchen or, or maybe something just in your everyday life. Uh, let us know. And the way you do that is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on Be Heard, the little blue bar at the very bottom of the page. Opens up a microphone and talk right into it. It comes right to our inbox and we'll play it on the very next podcast as well. I want to hear from you. All right, guys, stick around. we got a big show to get into, and also we're going to find out, is this going somewhere with IT Dan later on the show? You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Woo! I'm too high for this. Too high for the supermarket. Too high for the grocery store. Too high for the supermarket. Ain't gonna shop like this no more. Subscribe to Deacon Live wherever you listen to podcasts. Search for Deacon Live. And please, give us a nice review. Kratom is a plant that was discovered by a Dutch settler in the early 1800s. Kratom is a close relative of the coffee plant. Kratom can render both mildly stimulating effects and mildly relaxing effects depending on the measures used. At smaller amount, the effects tend to be slightly more stimulating, and at larger amounts, the effects tend to be more relaxing. To find yours, go to royalorganics.us. Order yours now. Go to royalorganics.us. You're listening to... Excellent! Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Good! Deacon Live now presents you Naya, an international singer-songwriter whose sultry voice and invocative lyrics are driving her current single, The Real You. Growing up in Tampa, Florida, she has achieved so much. For more information, check her out at ProfitRadio.com. Now you're just a photo, someone that I don't know, a memory on my phone from me.
social networks. And the way you do that is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on social contacts, and you can see all the links that links us to you, all the platforms that we're available at. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and, uh, you know, connect with us and connect with your friends as well. And we like to connect back to you and show our appreciation for you guys listening to us and doing all that stuff. Click on the little section that says free swag. Fill out that little form there. I got some brand new magnets for the bag call section. Uh, I also do a podcast called Equine Dynamics with a gentleman by the name of Mike Stein. If you're a horse lover out there or equine lover, check us out as well over on iHeartRadio. It's all about horses and building sounder horses from the ground up. So check that out for all you horse fanatics out there as well. And we'd like to hear from you as well. Click on the little Be Heard section at the bottom of the page. Opens up a microphone and speak right into it. Speak clearly. You can leave a fake name, make up a name, whatever you want to do. And we'll play it on the very next podcast as well. Now, with all this heat and everything that's going on, when you go outside, if you go outside, if you can survive 15 minutes outside without passing out on the ground, a lot of times you'll put sunscreen on. For a while, there was benzo something that was in sunscreen. It was causing skin cancer. Skin cancer, you're protecting yourself from skin cancer. And now you're putting something on that actually causes skin cancer. A little backstory on my dad. Sunscreen really wasn't around when he was growing up. So he's dealing with sunspots and and cancer and his arms looks like, you know, he's been lasered so many times to remove all these little uh, little crusty buggers and stuff all over his face, all over his back, all over his arms, everything. He's got it pretty bad. Uh, I think at one time he went in for like 75 different lasers off where they take the laser and kind of just basically just burn your skin until that piece of cancer or whatever's gone but you know it's in your blood system so it'll pop back up somewhere else but he's doing well with that he's got it under control i think he caught it at the right time and now it's just basically a maintenance issue on him but right now we're also trying to stay healthy as well and one of the things one of the healthiest things you can eat is fish well guess what fish is going to kill you too now and we can't live can't eat right we can't do things right because no matter what we do if you too much too little not enough whatever is going to kill us eating fish frequently may be linked to higher risk of skin cancer possibly due to the contaminants in common types of fish like tuna, according to the study published this past June. Researchers at the Brown University and National Cancer Institute looked into data from 491,000 older Americans ages 50 to 71 for the last 15 years and followed up to see how many of them developed melanoma, an aggressive form of skin cancer, which is what my dad has. Researchers compared melanoma rates to participants' dietary habits to see if there was a link between the cancer risk of eating fish, which previously researchers have suggested. They found that the people who ate two servings of fish per week on average had a 22% higher risk of developing melanoma and 28% higher risk of developing abnormal skin cells that can be precursor to cancer than people who ate less than a half a serving. So, you know, here you are eating fish. I had fish the other day. I had a a sea bass for my dad's birthday. And on top of that, I had a, what was the bites? Oh, I had halibut bites, like little chicken nuggets but little halibut nuggets so is that my two servings am i going to get skin cancer now Uh, for tuna specifically people who ate about three quarters of a serving per week had a 20 percent higher risk of melanoma compared to the people who ate almost none (laughs) but the people who ate almost none died of cholesterol and being fat and whatever (laughs) didn't take care of their body in the most sense while the findings suggest that the link between eating more fish and skin cancer risk researchers don't recommend changing your seafood habits just yet more research is going to need to be clarified in the length of potential risk factors. And the fish is linked to health benefits such as balancing blood sugar and lowering cholesterol. So there you go. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. So if you're eating two or more servings of fish a week, you have a higher chance of getting skin melanoma, but you're, you got great blood sugar and no cholesterol. So... 
Which one's going to kill you faster? It's kind of like a race to the finish line, right? Now, racing to the finish line and, and coming up at the very end of its life, our very own Internet Explorer is finally heading out to pasture. As of this Wednesday, Microsoft will no longer support the once dominant browser that Legends of the Web surfers love to hate. The 27-year-old application now joins BlackBerry phones, dial-up modems, Palm Pilots in the dustbin of technology. Internet Explorer's demise was not a surprise. A year ago, Microsoft said that it was putting an end to the Internet Explorer as of June 15, 2022, pushing its users to its Edge browser, which a lot of people hate that as well, which was launched in 2015. The company made it clear that it was time to move on. Not only is Microsoft Edge faster, more secure, a more modern browsing experience than the Internet Explorer, Explorer, with some referring to it as, as a bug-ridden, insecure piece of shit, <laughs> POS, I'm sorry, or the top browser for installing other browsers. For others, it was a moment of 90s nostalgia and for memes on Wall Street, sad to see the internet go. Microsoft released the first version of Internet Explorer in 1995. Gone is the days of Microsoft Explorer. Now, I use Chrome. Am I still allowed to use Chrome? I guess that's something different, right? And then, let's see, I'd use... I guess I don't have Explorer. Let's see. It's in my search engine, search motor. I thought I did, but I don't. I, I think one of my other computers, my older computers that I do some uh, some heavy lifting on, I think it has um, Internet Explorer on it. But that's going away. See you later, Internet Explorer. You're going to be stuck with, uh, uh, what's it, Opera, Google Chrome as well. I don't like the Firefox. Some people do. I, I, don't, I don't like it for some reason. I think that one's a little bit more creepier. Or you could always go back to Bing. You know, Bing's out there doing its thing. <laughs> putting around out there all right guys stick around when we come back if you see a dollar laying on the by the gas pump at your gas station and you think you go oh i'm gonna buy a scratch off ticket uh don't pick it up you might end up in the hospital stick around you're listening to deacon live right here on profit radio i'll be right back i wish i had a dollar for all the time somebody told me everything's you're listening to profit radio 24 7 worldwide Hello? Hello? Yeah, uh, Mr. Hall? Oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, very good morning, sir. Oh, very good morning This is Peter Wilson, and we are calling you from United States Grants Department. As because you, this number has been selected to receive our free government grants, you guys, so that is why you, you are just, getting... You guys just called me yesterday and sent me uh, $9,000. Ready? Yeah. You pompous. Stuck up, snot nose, giant twerp, scumbag, fuckface, dickhead, asshole. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Deacon Live now presents to you, all the way from Australia, a new R&B artist, Jay Wyman, with his latest song, I Lost Your Number. For more information, check him out at ProfitRadio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Don't forget, for every podcast, we do have a matching video as well. You can see me in the studio. Hi, how are you? And you can also see my computer monitor right here. So when I bring up a video or talk about an article or look at this picture, you can see that in real time as I'm talking about it here on the air. And the way you do that is go over to YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe to us. 
And you can find us over there at Deacon Live Podcast. And uh, we'd love the subscription, if you could, please, by all means. And while you're over at Profit Radio, get yourself some free swag, some stickers, some magnets. I got some brand new magnets, a whole bunch of buttons, little lapel buttons and stuff. So you can get those as well. We'll send them out to you. Those people overseas, all those over there in Europe and uh, surrounding areas, I ship them out once a month. I just shipped them out uh, this past Friday. Uh, You should be getting those here in probably about two weeks, I think, they take to get there. usually like to do one shipment at a time. Instead of sending out like individual letters with the stuff in it at any given time. So I was telling you earlier that my dad likes to play uh, computer games, PC games. He likes to do that. Plays Delta Force or some kind of derivative of Delta Force. He builds the maps and stuff, uploads them up to his own server. And he's got like this whole collection of guys that have been playing with him for at least God, I, I think it was like 18, 19 years old when he started getting really, really into this. We've always had a computer at my house growing up. We had the Commodore, Commodore 64, Commodore 128. Uh, we were the first kids in the neighborhood or first household in the neighborhood that actually had internet access, which was just my, my dad's thing. It was weird to see my dad kind of gravitate towards the computer where you would think a kid at you know 15, 16 years old would be more inclined to being on computers. No, I was outside playing baseball, playing basketball, skateboarding, and doing all that stuff outside. And my dad's sitting inside learning how to to write code and stuff. And he's done very well with it. And so he designs all these maps and stuff for Delta Force. Keeps his brain. (laughs) Well, I don't want to say he's the sharpest tool in the shed, but (laughs) he's uh, definitely sharpest tool in the drawer in the shed. So let's put it that way. Now, studies have been shown right now, if you like playing video games, you're in good company. According to this recently just published 2022 Essential Facts About Video Game Industry, uh, which says two-thirds of Americans right now, Americans, sorry, more than 215 million people play video games regularly. Well, this might not be a surprise to many, but three-quarters of the players are over the age of 18, contradicting the common stereotypes that the medium is dominated by kids, tweens, and young teens. In fact, the average age of video game player today is 33 years old. The fact that we are seeing more people over the age of 45 playing than under the age of 18 just speaks to growth of the adoption of gameplay and how people even later in life continue to gravitate towards these games. We found that every demographic plays video games, whether it's on the PC, a console, mobile device, there's something for everyone in their taste. From playing, you know, Snake on your, remember your Nokia? I forget what number Nokia it was, but you played Snake, that stupid game right there. In other words, whether you have a daily Wordle player, slaying enemies in a fantasy role-playing game, a gamer is a gamer. Most popular gaming platform, the smartphone. According to 70% of the respondents to this study, preferred the device for play, followed by video game console at 52%, personal computers at 43%, tablets and iPad at 28%, and then virtual reality headsets, VR sets, about 7%. They're too expensive right now. And plus, I see too many videos of people falling on their faces or punching people in the in the room because they can't see them. About 60% of the respondents say they enjoy playing on multiple devices as well. Puzzle games were the most popular genre of games being played. More of the players over the age of 65 say they will play to use my brain than any other age group at all. For men, two-thirds also play for fun and to pass the time. Similar numbers and women also play to pass the time at 70% to unwind and relax. So there you go. If you think you're the only uh, elderly guy out there playing video games, uh, nope, you and my dad. And about 70% of the people who actually play video games are over the age. uh, The average age is 30, but 45 and over, you're out there still banging on your consoles and stuff and throwing the remote across the room. I'm still playing video games. I'm out there. If you want to find me, it's real easy. Uh, Hit me up. Uh, And the way you do that is go over to Profit Radio, email me your username, 
and I'll sign on to my PlayStation 4 when I get it. I've been three weeks without PlayStation 4. Mine had the, the glowing blue light of death, so I still haven't gotten it. I, I can't come off 500 bucks. Yeah, 500 bucks still for that stupid thing. I don't want to come off 500 bucks unless... Unless you guys out there want to go fund me a, a PlayStation 4, and I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to subscribe to every single one of you guys out there. We sit there and play games all day long. I don't care. Now, one thing I do have, I don't know where it started. Well, actually, I know when it started. It started probably in my, my late 20s, early 30s. Uh, I have sleep, not sleep apnea. I have sleep anxiety. And the difference is when I go to sleep, I feel like I'm not going to wake up. That's it. I'm going to be dead. For some reason, I just feel like I get shortness of breath. I panic. I have anxiety, like an anxiety attack. And so once I get to sleep, you know, I take melatonin. And, I, you know, I, if I've got like a back pain, you guys know about my uh, my disc that's being crushed or squeezed out like a freaking water balloon every time I move. Uh, I take a an Advil PM or something like that. I don't take any uh, like heart painkillers or heart sleep medication. I just, I don't know. I, I, I see too many people lose their life and get addicted to that. So I'm just like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'll stick with what over the counter. Now, granted, you can you can get addicted to stuff over the counter as well. I think I have a little bit more control over it in my mind. I can. Once I get to sleep and I know that sometimes people take, what is it, um, Ambien? They have like these weird freaking dreams where their, their mind just kind of spacing out. My father-in-law, my wife's dad, Unfortunately, he passed away several years ago. He was on Ambien as well because he had the same thing where he couldn't just turn his brain off and go to sleep. He would take Ambien and he's like, man, it was like, you know, Lucy in the sky with diamonds, it's like a white rabbit down the hole. It was just these weird, crazy dreams. Now I have for the last two months, I've been having like crazy nightmares. Now I know nightmares. Uh, I've got a, a dream book next to my bed and I kind of look up, you know, the main topic in the nightmare or whatever I was dreaming. I look it up. And I'm like, oh, it's because you're stressed out. <laughs> Why is there a fork in a dead chicken? Because you're stressed out. Why am I floating in a sea of red? Oh, because you're stressed out. You know, it, over and over and over, no matter what it was, I was having nightmares because I was stressed out. Well, that's because in the last couple of months I've been dealing with, you know, trying to get my dad moved up here to, to North Carolina, you know, trying to get his house sold and trying to get the our whole house here back on solid ground as far as getting everything everyone settled in. So I was stressed out for a while. So I was having nightmares. Well, they're saying right now, nightmares could be an early warning signs of Parkinson's disease. Great. Researchers have found out that older men experiencing frequent bad dreams are twice as likely to be diagnosed with Parkinson's. As if having nightmares weren't bad enough, a recent study has revealed that bad dreams may be an early sign of Parkinson's, according to the press release in Tuesday's University of Birmingham. Older men who experience nightmares are twice likely to have Parkinson's disease. Got it. The lead author, Dr. Oh God, it's one of those guys, Abidimenium Akatua, University of Central for Human Brain and Health, said, Although it can be really beneficial to diagnose Parkinson's disease early on, there are a few risk indicators that we need to require expensive hospital tests that are very common for nonspecific things. You know, hey, Doc, I went from dreaming about uh, unicorns and rainbows to <laughs> dissecting dead animals on the side of the road while a black crow is over my head pecking up my eyes. You, you see anything there? No, you need to go to a therapist. Researchers had evaluated 3,800 older men uh, living independently for over 12 years. The participants were asked to complete a range of questionnaires, one which included about their sleep quality. This indication said that they had bad dreams at least once per week, and then they were followed up by the end of the study to see whether they were more likely to be diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. From that pool, 91 cases of Parkinson's disease were observed. Researchers then concluded 
that the participants experiencing frequent bad dreams were twice as likely to develop the disease compared to those who did not. So the first five years of study, they did this and found out that it reported they were having bad dreams and the study were three times likely to go on to develop Parkinson's disease. So great. <laughs> if we ain't got enough, don't have fish twice a week, you get skin cancer. Your internet explorer has gone away. So you got to figure out some other avenue to, to look for stuff. And now you got bad dreams in your head. You got Parkinson's disease. I, I probably have it right now too. Now something to be looking out for right now. Uh, I think this is one of the cases of, hey, it happened once, maybe twice. It's going to happen all over the United States. I wouldn't read that much into this story, but here we go. For example, it, it kind of falls on, along the lines of when you get your trick-or-treat candy, people put needles in it, people put razor blades in it, people accidentally give you their edible gummies. You know, that's a big thing now. Oh, my kid had edible gummies that they handed out this house because they were they saw it was so funny. No, do you know how expensive edible drugs are? Even like one little gummy bear, two little gummy bears, like 10 bucks, and you got 50 kids coming to your house? I'm not spending five grand on a joke. Give me a break <clears throat> as I go through puberty. Well, here's another incidence of, come on. Let's look at this a little bit more. A Tennessee sheriff's office is warning the public not to pick up folded $1 bills or any kind of money that's laying on the ground. It could contain a deadly substance, fentanyl. In a Facebook post, Giles County Sheriff's Office said on two occasions, a folded bill was found on the ground at a local gas station. Okay, let's, let's dissect that there. So fentanyl, if you buy it, sell it, whatever, if you don't have a baggie, you just kind of, and I'm not speaking about any other thing that I've bought in a powdered form where I had to fold up a $1 bill because they didn't have a baggie on me and they had to spoon some out and I had to take some home with me. No, but sometimes that happens. When it was found and picked up, the person discovered a white powdery substance inside. Ooh, the substance was tested positive for methamphetamines and fentanyl. Skin exposure is not expected to lead into toxicity due to extremely poor penetration of the skin barrier. But symptoms of intoxic <laughs> symptoms of being diagnosed with it getting in your skin is less unlikely. So basically, they're saying, okay, you can touch it, but it's not going to absorb in your skin like uh, MDMA or liquid uh, GHB or something like that. The agency suggests that the skin does come in contact with contaminated fentanyl to immediately wash your hands in water. Yeah, go ahead and pump that down, <laughs> pump that down the drains and into the water into the fish that we're eating twice a week. All right, that makes total sense. Total sense. It's a very dangerous issue, the sheriff's office said. They post a thing on TikTok asking people to educate their children about not picking up any folded dollar bills without a guardian or parent present. <laughs> what if the guardian parent is dumb as the kid or anyone who has not read this article yet? All right, so first of all, you said it's not going to penetrate your skin and you're not going to get the toxicity of the fentanyl if you touch it on your skin. So if I pick up a dollar bill, what, I'm not looking at my hands, I'm not looking at anything like that, but just to let you know again it's the razor blade in the apple it's the needle in your kid's candy this is a dollar bill with quote-unquote methamphetamines in it i'm sure some junkie was high or whatever and had it in their pocket and it fell out it just happened to be at a gas station believe it or not officer that's where a lot of drug actions take place is at a gas station and if you're in a gas station a very shady part there's cars going in there's cars going out there's people walking around there's people walking up to other cars i think it was just a transaction that fell on the ground and someone didn't notice it and someone picked it up and said oh look at this oh so just use your brain people use your brain all right guys when we come back speaking of using your brain we're gonna find out is this going somewhere with it dan stick around you're listening to deacon live right here on profit radio i'll be right back join join 
the next 120 minutes. Your time is coming up! The next 120 minutes here on Profit Radio. It's our turn now! Profit Radio. Hey guys, it's the Deacon, and I just want to tell you about Royal Organics. They carry several different strains of high-quality Kratom powder, capsules, extract, and candy in their product line. For more information about a natural organic product that relieves pain and gives you energy naturally with no side effects, go to royalorganics.us. That's royalorganics.us. Profit Radio has asked you to like our page. What? What am I supposed to do? Hell yes. Profit Radio has oh. asked you to like our oh. page. You want me to... Uh, I accept them. We at Profit Radio would love for you to like our page. What? Facebook? Cool. Got that one too. Yes. Oh. I'm good. We Shit. at Profit Radio... Yeah, I accept that one too. ...would love for you... Holy Christ. ...to like Honey, this is awesome. Page. This is Shit. awesome. What? This is awesome! I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay, got it. Shit. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. Profit Radio. Always, always seem to find you. What you want, you don't need, cause you locked you down. So why you... All my friends are toxic, all ambitionless, so rude and always negative. I need new friends, but it's not that quick and easy. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Don't forget, for all the musical artists that are showcased here on Deacon Live, you can hear the whole entire length of their song by going to ProfitRadio.com, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio, and you can click on the section that says Music Heard On, listen to the whole song over there, make sure you show them some love as well, and they will really appreciate that. Let's find out if this is going somewhere with IT Dan. Hello, Travis. How are you? Hello, Dan. How are things? I'm starting to doubt my mental health. Why? What's wrong with your mental health? Other than the obvious. I spent the whole morning digging up an oil tank and leveling it. So what's, what's really that to do with money. what's that to do with your mental health? Well, anyone who had any kind of mental health that was that was okay wouldn't just say no. Through that, someone else can do it. So, can I can I do it on a day that's under ninety five degrees? Uh, well, I I did try to do it last Friday, but it was higher off the ground than I thought, and I had to c- get cinder blocks, so I came back today. We were talking um, last week about mental health. Aren't there people that will go out and do things that aren't mentally ill? Maybe they're just angry. Maybe people upset at things. Maybe they're not happy with life. That doesn't mean they have mental health issues. No, but nine times out of ten, it is a mental health issue. According to Travis? or No, according to the facts, the facts that are out there. On the mass shootings? Yes. Yeah. Another thing you said, instead of guns, they could have used machetes or golf clubs. Or, or their vehicles. Doors. Yeah, or their vehicles. And I pulled, I think I pulled yeah. four different stories from this past week yeah. where someone yeah. got hit with a machete, someone got plowed over yeah. by a car, someone, you know, all yeah. this, all this other stuff yeah. outside yeah. of guns and, yeah. and killed and hurt, you know, several, several people. 
so then following that logic, why do we need guns to protect ourselves when we can use machetes and swords, um, golf clubs and everything in your house? You can protect yourself. Because when they wrote the Constitution, okay, when they wrote that, they did not want government at the time. They did not want government to impede on our personal rights, the Bill of Rights, the 10 things that we are guaranteed by God and, you know, church and all that, all that stuff to protect ourselves from the government. Because don't don't forget back in England, if there was a war going on, you know, because that's where we came from. Most of us came from England. That's that's how the United States got pretty much founded was outside of the Spanish explorers and all the Italian explorers and stuff like that. But England, the Indians who were already here, yeah, that they really discovered it. They don't count. Uh, If there was a battle or something going on, it was nothing for the troops to knock on your door and say, basically, we're going to live in your house until this war is over. You know, England would go to war all the time with with different countries and stuff. Them seeing that and coming over to a new country, they said that, you know, no one can put militia in your house. And to prevent that, first of all, you can't do it. You know, they put that in the Constitution where you're not allowed to house military. And but to protect yourself from the government, you are allowed to what they call, quote unquote, bear arms. Now, there is a big discussion as far as what what was the definition of bear arms back then as to compare it to now? And, you know, yeah. I, I watched a bunch of different videos on it. I've read a couple articles on it. And basically, bear arms, there's something called the militia clause or the militia part of the right to bear arms. And that's basically saying that if you're in the military, you have the right to own a gun as long as you're in the military. And then they proceeded to go on and say, no, you're allowed to own guns to protect yourself from your, your homestead, your property and stuff like that. So the definition back then still refers to define the same yeah. as today. We still define it yeah. the same way. Yeah, and I don't think they had AR-15s back then and that AK-47s. So is it I'm the cal- sure. Dan, again, yeah. we're going to go around yeah. we're going to make this gun oh, talk every we're going to what caliber gun do you think is okay yeah. to have at the house? I don't find the caliber. I don't care if you can blow somebody's head clear off. I'm just talking about something that can fire, you know, 60 rounds in a second. That's what I'm talking none about. None of the Dan, none of, none of yeah. those guns. See, this is where yeah. you're ignorant. None of those guns okay. fire 60 yeah. rounds in one second. An AR-15 does not fire 60 rounds in one second. Okay, how much does it fire? All the guns that are sold here in the United States, legally, legally sold, is what they call a single action shot. Basically, you pull the trigger, the bullet flies out, another one gets loaded in, you release the trigger, you have to pull that trigger again. Every single gun here in the United States, that's the way they're sold. They can take those guns... No different yeah. than your car and soup those guns up to where they yeah. what what the guy in in uh, Los Angeles not in Los Angeles Las yeah. Vegas did is have yeah. what they call a bump stock and what a bump stock does is it goes up against your shoulder and as the gun recoils it automatically makes your finger pull the trigger that much quicker that's what they call a bump stock so it bumps 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 bump bump so it acts like a automatic machine gun but no guns here in the United States are what what they call semi-automatic yeah. you physically do not have to like the old Wild West you do not have to pull the the hammer back, fire it, and yeah. then pull the hammer back again. No, they're, they're faster than that. I've had semi-automatic Rugers, 22s, and right. we would just go and just hold on to a trigger. And so when you, yeah, when you say AR-15s and, and all those yeah. other ones, they are yeah. not automatic rifles. They are not. And, and I think when they did the Constitution, they weren't thinking about kids getting slaughtered in schools either. But that's enough no, they, they, they were worried about themselves being slaughtered by the, by the government and the impeding government. Yeah. We were, yeah, and we, those, were musk, those were musket guns and single shot guns. They, some people they had cannons. They did that, some you know. people had cannons in their front yeah. yard. And they had that. So yeah. we have a heat wave. It's yeah. hot. Yes, it is, Dan. Thank yeah. you very much for yeah. the update. Back to you, Norm. Well, yeah. well, maybe 
our listeners who were in Alaska where it's only 82 degrees, uh, <laughs> feeling cool. So you were talking, well, you were talking about the, what was the trials you were talking about, which I really don't care about them, but what were you but, saying about the, the January 6th thing? If this, if what they're saying is correct, and I'm not going to say who's right or wrong, but if they are correct and they have all this evidence of what's going on, this is probably going to be the crime of the century. I mean, for our country. Okay, so with that yeah. being said, because what yeah. st- what started yeah. the whole thing? What was the initiative to the coup or whatever the the storming of the Capitol on January six? Um, because everyone was told that the that the election was stolen. Okay, all right. So let's yeah. let's leave it right there. Yeah. Forget yeah. who said what and what said who. You're splitting hairs. So it was all. Yeah. Based on they thought that the election was stolen, right? Yes. Who had the most to gain by saying the election is stolen? Who had the most to gain? Every, so you know Trump what? And said, every everyone, yeah. every president has always said something or fact. Well, we're gonna you know wait yeah. till all the polls come in. You know, don't count yeah. your chickens before they're hatched. Every yeah. single president has always said not that it's been stolen, but let's lo- let's count the votes yeah. and make sure that we're doing it correctly. Yeah. Trump just yeah. came out and said it a different way. But every single president I, I, uh, that has lost it. Hold on. Every president yeah. that has, has been defeated in an election yeah. has yeah. said some form or another that I believe we ran the best fight and we'll see what happens. Some It's, it's very rarely yeah. that they go, the best man won. Because <laughs> in their yeah, mind, they, they think they, the best man won. Yeah, but they, there's a big stretch between that and saying the, the election was stolen. You know, the attorney general told them it, it wasn't stolen. His data expert, his campaign all these people that are in government that are tracking it and people that are Republicans that work for him have told him it wasn't stolen. The election wasn't stolen. Okay, okay, I got, I got that, Dan. I got it. Okay, yeah. I'm over. I'm over. You know, he's a big baby. Hey, yeah. they, they stole the election from me. I mean, if you were to yeah. say, you know, I ran the race, but he came in first. Well, he stole the race from me, like a running yeah. race. He stole it from me. Yeah. I, I had it. I was all the way up yeah. front, and then he flew right by me, and he sto- he basically stole. Yeah. So it's all the interpretation yeah. of what he's saying. Okay, so let's, let's get yeah. on beyond that. Here's my opinion. Do you think storming the Capitol now, today, not at 95 degrees, maybe when it cools off a little bit, do you think storming the Capitol now, based on everything that's happened in the last year, year and a half, when when did he get elected? Do you think now, since Joe Biden has been in in office, that we have more of an excuse or more likely to or a reason to storm the Capitol with everything that's going on right now? Um, Think think about it. Would you support a group of people right now? Storming yeah. the Capitol saying, look, we're tired of $10 a gallon yeah. of gasoline in California. Yeah. We're tired yeah. of mass shootings here in, in, yeah. in our schools and, and, and wherever. Yeah. We're tired of paying infla- yeah. um, inflection of prices on food yeah. and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Do you think that people have yeah. more right to storm the Capitol no, now? No, they, no, people never have a right to storm the Capitol. All right, that's, maybe that's may, let, let, let's, yeah. ba- let's backtrack. Yeah. Not storm yeah. the Capitol because it all started as a protest. And then one yeah. moron threw a, his shoe through the yeah. window and it broke. And then they went in. A bunch of morons followed a bunch of morons. But it started out as a peaceful protest on the courthouse lawn or the the White House lawn. Did it not? Yeah, it started as a protest there. But what the people were saying, you know, he went up and he said, they stole the vote election from me. They stole the the election from you. And we need to do something. Dan, Dan, Dan. Their their, their speeches were inflammatory. Okay, yeah. okay, we, I got yeah. that. They stole. Everyone stole yeah. the election. All right, he yeah. stole it from me. He stole yeah. it from you. Stole it from everyone. Just, yeah. just same thing. Yeah. Like I said, I was in first yeah. place, and the guy ran by me, and he yeah. stole the, the race from yeah. me. All right. Yeah. So, do you think it, it's a fair assumption, or would you yeah. be less likely to disapprove 
of a protest right now on the White House lawn based on everything that's going on right now with the high gas prices, with the, the school shootings, no. with everything. Do you think that's yes. fair to protest right now out there? Yes. On, I think there's a march right now, a March yes. for Life, that's going up there right now for guns. Yes. No, and peaceful protests are, are not a problem with me. Law-abiding peaceful protests are fine. Okay. Yes. And what if that peaceful yes. protest gets out of hand? Well, then the people should be, they, it should be whoever's responsible for it should be, people that go in should be arrested. Okay. So if you break a law, you should be arrested. All right. So the Trump protest, you know, the stole the election started out as a peaceful protest, right? Trump did not come out and say, hey, come on, come on in, guys. (laughs) The door's open. I got coffee and crumpets in here. Do you want some? No. It was some moron that pushed his way in through the front door and caused a peaceful protest to go violent. One person did. And, And the people that went in with zip ties and the people that went in that planned it and organized it, the Proud Boys, the the oath, oath breakers. They, they that, found out that that was not true, by the way. Who found out? Through the investigation, they found out that a lot of those people were not actually Proud Boys. We have two separate paths of information in our country, and you, you and I are getting our information from totally different sources. So you're telling me that Trump yeah. told the, hey, Proud Boys, do me a favor. When you get everyone together, yeah. here, here's the key yeah. to the front door. Come on in and, and yeah. cause a riot. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Are you yeah. are you yeah. saying that yeah. Trump actually yeah. said that to him? Yes, that's what they're saying. No, not no, yeah. not what they're saying. Is that what you're what saying? The news is saying. Yes, I do. I do think so. Are you that dumb, Dan? Really? Yeah. Do you think a president? No. Do you think a president or an outgoing president would yeah. literally do that? Yeah. You you do. Well, you're a yeah, moron. I, I, you, <laughs> because you, because you, why you're would, only getting your information from one source. Why would, I, I why mean, would someone do yeah, that yeah, when he's, yeah. he's got absolutely, outside of the yeah. election, has everything to lose? Has everything yeah. to lose if, if he was found yeah. guilty of doing that? Yeah, and he could have got Pence to overturn the election. He could have stayed president. That's what he wanted. Do you think we'd be in the situation now if Biden was not president? Um, I there wasn't there's an inflation all over the entire world and i mean gas prices are high everywhere if trump was in i'm sure our gas prices would be lower and it, all right, um, all right. outside of inflation outside of um, gas I'm, prices i'm not i'm not happy with the job that biden's doing i'm telling you are you um, are you yeah. are you more unhappy with what biden's doing now than what trump did in this whole entire term no i, I am more unhappy with what the trump has done I think there's two kinds of people, people who see the con and people who will never see it. That's what I think, my my beliefs. So. Now, if you're, are you watching any of the hearings or are you reading anything about them or not? No, I don't. I could okay. care less. I could care less yeah. about it, Dan. I really, yeah. I really okay. like I said, it doesn't involve me yeah. there. If they want to go up there yeah. and protest, fine. No, I'm saying have you followed what's going on. No, in the no, okay. I'm not watching any of it. You know why? Because yeah. yeah. I have good mental health. I'm like, yo, Dan, yeah. okay. <laughs> you have bad yeah. mental health. Well, like, and if you keep watching that stuff, it's going to it's going to drive you yeah. crazy. Um, Kathy, I glance at it a little bit and read a few, few of the headlines, but um, if if they find if they find that he has committed these crimes and and and, I, and let's say I when you correct. say he you say yeah. he Trump Trump okay Trump, yeah if they found that Trump and some of these senators have all got together it, it done what I believe they have because we can't talk facts because there are no facts if. I'm correct. Do you think this would be probably the crime of the century? Do you think 9-11 was an inside job? 
In my opinion, Dan, that yeah. would be the crime yeah. of the century because over three, yeah. 4,000 people died and we went yeah. to several different wars because of that. So when you talk yeah. about c- crime of the century and you're talking yeah. about a bunch of redneck slack jaws running the, yeah. into the White House yeah. to, to yeah. you know maybe push a couple people over and, and zip tie a couple people together. No, I and, think I think 9-11 was if if uh, was an inside yeah. job. Yeah. So. Oh, OK. So then if, if a president and a bunch of congressmen and different people got together and and plotted a takeover of our government that would probably come in second then they weren't they weren't trying to take over the government they were trying to get back the election they were trying to prove that the election in their minds they were trying yeah. to prove that the election was stolen now yeah. when they get in there and and, and some guys yeah. reading the docket and he's like going well shit here's the actual numbers yeah. well i guess they didn't steal it all right guys turn around let's go back home get back in your ford f-150s let's get out of here <laughs> um you're alternate universe now well, here's Dan, there's no alternate universe. I just don't yeah. care about it. I honestly yeah. don't care about it. It does not, like I said, it does not yeah. affect me at that time during yeah. the whole Trump thing. Yeah. That did not affect yeah. me at all. But now, now it is. You know why? Because of what's going on with the high gas prices, the inflation yeah. in food, you know, more shootings than ever before because yeah. we were all made to sit at home. And now we're, yeah. you let the knuckleheads out yeah. of the, the asylum and now everyone's yeah. shooting each other or running over people or hitting them with axes and machetes. Yeah. And, and I agree. I'm not happy with the job box. And you know something? Usually I can look at something and say, well, you know, we need to do this or we need to do that. And I can't tell you what the answer is. All right, Dan, anything else before I let you go? No, that should be it. I enjoyed our talk. We'll have Kathy hose you off in the yard so you don't bring that stink into the house. Okay, that sounds good. All right, talk talk to you later. Jesus. And if you want to hear this full conversation in its entirety, go over to iHeartRadio. Search for Is This Going Somewhere Podcast. Stick around. You're listening to Deke Live. I'll be right back. I'm drinking the bottles and bottles. You're listening to. Hey, I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. You were the first kid on the block to have goddamn internet access. Um, I remember your uh, your Commodore. Um, it was like a 128 or something. Yeah, it's trying to fit in in um, to a world that does not accommodate them. That's good. <laughs> what? Hold on. No. Yeah. yeah. Texas Live. That's awesome. The interweb. Call 407. Very good. 448-8800. You were, it was an anomaly. Did anybody feed the dog? You're listening to... Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Are you responsible? podcast we do we have a matching video as well and the way you see that is go over to youtube search for deacon live podcast and you can see me waving the camera and you can also see all the movies all the video clips all the articles as we talk about them in real time here on the uh, on the podcast the video podcast portion shot in 1080 dp the dp dpi dp sounds a little gross but it's shot in uh, hd 1080 so i look very good actually i just shaved i had a, a nice big gray goatee going on that because I'm a 90s kid, I, I had a goatee and I shaved it off. And I'm looking at my the, the other goatee I should have on the other chin. So uh, may, maybe I got to walk around the block a couple times. Maybe I should eat some more fish. Now, for all you expecting dads out there 
you know, there's a, a bridal registry, there's a wedding registry, there's a baby shower registry and stuff like that. But what about the dads out there? What about the expecting dads? Yes, granted, they get, oh, look at, I've got the uh, the newborn diapers for the baby. Great. The dad can't really do anything with that, even though he's going to end up spending 50% of his time, if not 49% of his time, changing the baby's diapers. What about the dads out there? The expecting dads. Well, Luke Combs and Miller Lite have heard your ply. Luke Combs is about to become a father and is really excited. How excited? He is teamed up with Miller Lite to launch Miller Lite Beer Registry for all the soon-to-be fathers. You can get the soon-to-be dad different packs from the registry. Like, for example, it's a girl. Here's a six-pack. Long weekend. Here's a 12-pack. It's a boy. Six-pack. Golf bag essentials, nine pints. <laughs> Twins, doesn't say anything. Fatherly advice, you get a whole case. Oh, baby, it's a baby, like they don't, you know, general neutral. Give me a fucking break. Six pack and the dad bod, they also have a 30 pack out there as well. The register also includes beer bonds, uh, certificates saying that you are 21 years of old before they can actually redeem them. Uh, the bonds are gifts from Miller Lite at the time in the future. So there you go. You get a, a registry and some bonds. So check that out as well. Now, this guy right here, Unfortunately, he's not having a good time. This is his second DUI in the last six months. You might know him as this guy right here. You've been spending a lot of time with this lady, Ron. You're a member of the Channel 4 news team. I miss your laugh. (laughs) When this all gets sorted out, I think you and me should get an apartment together. That's David Ketchner from uh, Anchorman. David Ketchner was arrested the second time in six months for allegedly drinking and driving. TMZ reports that Ketchner was pulled over by the police in southern Ohio shortly before 2 a.m. on June 4th after he was seen swerving his vehicle. He was arrested and charged with operating a vehicle. I got the video here in a minute. He is 59 years old, comedian actor known for his roles in Anchorman, The Office, as uh, Todd Packard. On New Year's Eve 2021, I guess 2021 going into 2022, he was arrested of suspicions of DUI and a hit and run after he was seen driving erratically in Ventura County, California, after allegedly hitting a street sign as well. So David Ketchner, he's got a second DUI in six months. Oh, poor guy. He's he's not doing good. Let's find out. I've got the video here. So for every podcast we do, we have a matching video. You can see this in real time as we're talking about it here. Let's see. What screen am I on? Let's go to this screen here. Let's go to four. And let's open up. And you guys can see this. This is from TikTok, the actual video of him getting arrested. So here we go. So here he is. How much we have to drink tonight? One. One beer. Or one shot of liquor or what? No, no. One beer. One beer? Okay. He said, police officer said, how much you had to drink tonight? He goes, one. One beer? Yeah, one beer. He goes, one shot, one liquor, or one beer or anything? He's like, nope, nope, just one beer. Um, I showed you. So you hold it approximately six inches. Now he's doing the, the field sobriety test, which in itself, I think there's a whole conspiracy out there as, as far as no one can really do these things, even if you're sober. For the most part, they can tell whether you've been intoxicated or not. You can't stand your ground. So here you go. Inches above the ground, parallel with the ground. Both legs nice and straight, no bend in your knee. It was a teenage wedding and the old he looks like he's dancing from uh, like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> he's trying to stand there. At the end of it, he said, I, "I'm drunk." He's like, "I can't do it. I'm drunk. I'm drunk." So there he is. He got arrested again. Six months. Oh, you know, poor David Ketchner. He, I don't know what he's got going on in his life. Hopefully, he's uh he's doing all right. Thank God he didn't hurt anyone or, or damage anyone as well. Now. How would you like to make $2,000? Well, hold on, hold on. $2,000 in 30 days for doing, I don't want to say nothing, but guess what? How do I explain this? All right, all right, all right. I'll give you $2,000 if you let me put 100 roaches in your house and you got to live with them for 30 days. How about that? Does that sound good? (laughs) You can persuade to live with 100 roaches crawling around in your house and North Carolina Pest Control Company is offering $2,000 to homeowners. Let me switch screens here so we can all be friends. 
families willing to take 100 cockroaches, I say cockroaches, they say roach, for roommates as an ex- experiment. As technology advises, we are always looking for the newest and greatest way to get rid of household pests. The Pest Informer says in a news release, in this study, we will be willing to pay homeowners $2,000 to release roaches in your home. The Pest Informer said it's looking for five to seven families to open up their homes where they'll put 100 cockroaches released for 30 days while being filmed to gauge how often the effective treatment is. Online applications will be accepted through July 31st, according to the company's website. Dan Floyd, founder of The Pest Informer, exterminators generally use gel, G-E-L, bait consisting of insecticides to kill roaches, but the new method is designed to be more DIY treatments, where someone can purchase them themselves and feel safe for their pet and family. Pest Informer has been in the Raleigh area for more than a decade and advertises itself as a company producing high-quality pest resources to help homeowners across the country. So it doesn't say what they actually do. Well, there you go. If you want, if you got $2,000, you got a place, uh, you don't care about living with roaches, maybe they, you, they can make friends with the roaches you already have. Or maybe they'll multiply and you'll have these weird mutant roaches running around that can't be killed. Now, it's, it's hot out there, and one of the things that we like to do uh, me being from Florida is, is get in the water, get in the lakes, get in the water, get in the beach. Just cool yourself off. Make sure you have sunscreen on. And sometimes when I go to uh, the beach and stuff, I'll come out and I'll, my skin will feel itchy. And I'm like, well, that's the salt water getting in there. I've probably got a cut or two in there. And then some people say that it's what they call, they say sand fleas. That's not sand fleas. <laughs> sand fleas are little crustaceans that, that live in the sand themselves. But there's no ex- explanation for it. Well, right now, what they're calling swimmer's itch is a rash caused by a, a common pair parasite found in lakes and oceans. The parasite thrives in water-dwelling birds, mammals, and snails, but sometimes affects humans by mistake. Cases of swimmer's itch occur every year, usually in the early summer when the water is the warmest. The rash, which, the rash, which can appear to be a small red bumps on the skin, is caused by microscopic parasites that reproduce in lakes, ponds, and oceans. <laughs> if the parasite larva gets under your skin, it can cause an itchy but otherwise benign rash. The parasite does not affect humans in long term, as the larva dies shortly after entering the body. Great. <laughs> I got to worry about things entering my body that I don't want. But with repeat exposure, the immune system learns to recognize and re- responds to the threat. To prevent swimmer's itch, avoid swimming in warm, marshy waters where ducks and other waterfowl can be affected with the parasite. Many local health departments manage and report swimmer's itch by posting signs around the bodies of water that where people have contracted it. If you do contract swimmer's itch, the most common case can be resolved with home remedies like over-the-counter clear what is it um calamine lotion or epsom salts bath so swimmer's itch is uncomfortable but yet harmless so if you're out there and you get a little itch on your arm or your kid's freaking out i got these red bumps on me it's not sand fleas it's not water fleas or whatever they call them it's a it's a parasite that lives on bugs in the water or on on fish or birds in the water so be careful out there that's why i don't go uh, swimming in, in shallow lakes in florida because they got that amoeba that crawls in your ear and it literally crawls in your ear, eats your brain, and you're dead. Every year we lose people, lose kids every year because of the warm lakes in, in Florida. And when I say warm lakes, the little swim out areas that, you know, before it gets below four foot, something like that, and the kids are playing in like two foot of water. Oh, it's so cute. Look at little Timmy sitting there building a dribble castle as the, you know, the, not the waves, but the water is right up there by his butt. And then a little amoeba gets in his ear. Boom, he's dead. Little Jimmy's dead. Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> Put some earplugs in. All right, guys, when we come back, got a couple more things to talk about, and then we'll let you get back to what you got to do. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Singing sweet home Alabama all summer long. Catching wall out from the dock. Watching the waves roll off the rocks. She'll forever hold a spot inside my soul. 
Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And the way you do that is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. You can see the whole list of where we're at, where we're located at, all the different platforms we're on. Uh, I just recently updated my Instagram account. I put a couple pictures up there. Make sure you check that out as well. And I'm also on TikTok. Yay, TikTok, uh, YouTube. And Facebook as well. The big fan page is over there. And make sure you go over to our YouTube Facebook page as well. Now, hospitals sometimes, you know, get a bad rap for doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. This hospital right now, a Texas parent is suing. Can I get another advertisement on here? Texas parents are suing a children's hospital for $500,000, alleging their four-year-old son received an unintentional visectomy to treat a a hernia. The boy, who only identified as court documents as RB, was complaining of his right side swelling up in his scrotum, and it got worse and worse in the evenings of last year. Dr. Susan L. Gerarzia, made-up name, recommend undergoing an integral hernia repair. When trying to remove the hernia, the doctor allegedly cut his vas deferens, which carries the sperm out of the testes. All right, well, there you go. Rose, the boy may now need fertility treatment in the future. Parents of the four-year-old boy using the Texas or suing the Texas hospital for $500,000 after they were mistakenly given a vasectomy during the surgery to treat a hernia in his groin. So what they're saying is he didn't get a, a vasectomy instead of repairing his hernia. They were repairing the hernia and accidentally clipped, I mean, four-year-old kid. Perspective is everything. You know, four-year-old kid, everything's a lot smaller, everything's a lot tighter. You know, it's it's like dealing with plumbing pipes as to dealing with fiber optic cables. You see what I'm saying here? Are you going with me here? The surgery was conducted by a children's hospital, was scheduled for August 4th, 2021, but when trying to remove the hernia, court documents say that Gerarzi also cut the vas deferens, deferens, it's part of my body, I don't even know how to say it, which carries the sperm to the testes. So what happened was she accidentally nipped something and, you know, caused the thing. Now, maybe when he's older, let's look at it this way. I know that people have had vasectomies and I know they've had reversals and then reversals upon reversals. Have you ever watched The Office? You know this is true and this, you know, this can happen. So let's say the kid, you know, he's four years old. He's not using that stuff, Right. We hope, you know, he's not doing that, not to get too gross or anything, but he's not, he's not there yet. You know, he has to go through puberty and everything like that. And then when he gets to a certain age, are the parents going to decide whether they need to fix that? Let's say, uh, when do you start having 
Well, not till you get married, Trav. That's when you start having sex, and then you can worry about the surgery. But, I mean, you know, for the most part, there are things that, that need to happen prior to getting before you get married. So at what level, what degree, what age do they say, okay, we can fix this. Now that you're older, maybe when he's 18, he can have the reversal surgery. They can go in there and reconnect, you know, tab A to tab B type thing. $500,000, okay, granted, yes, it, it's horrible that they accidentally nicked it and the, that can't be fixed, but it's not permanent. So when they do a story like that, things, I mean, things happen all the time. Granted, this happened to a child, so that makes the story a little bit more uh, controversial. And then it has to deal with four-year-old's genitalia, which is also with the fight of whatever's going on as far as genderification and all that bullshit. It just adds up. So anyways, we hope that the kid, uh, the little four-year-old son recovers well from his surgery. I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> you guys can hear that joke on the, on the YouTube channel because I don't edit the YouTube channel. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Where do we go from here? Well, I, again, I, I bring up the heat issue. Uh, right now, I'm looking at the uh, weather bug app on my computer screen here, and it says 94 degrees out, and it's 1.30 in the afternoon. I think the high today was supposed to be 92. Yesterday was 102. The day before that, who knows? It was 100-something, and it's hot, hot, hot. And we have a regular thermostat. We don't have one of those smart thermostats or anything like that. We're not that cool yet. I think there's still a lot of flaws in it. And this article right here will prove my point. Not even the summer yet. Your smart thermostat is creepily trying to make your house hotter and trying to kill you. That's not true. I just threw that in there. It's not even summer yet, but the heat is already here and it's going to get much, much worse. If you've got an air conditioner, you'll probably be running it a lot. But if you've got a smart thermostat controlling the temperature in your home, you might find yourself that it's not as cool off as you'd like it to be. And you can blame your smart thermostat for that. Now, why do you blame that? Well, here you go. Since the device are connected to the internet, homeowners can control them remotely, which is great. It turns out it's not just a homeowner's controlling them in that way, though. Some smart thermostat owners have noticed that when they try to lower the thermostat to a temperature to cool off the room for a short while, the thermostat's temperature setting goes up again. The reason? The power company is remotely altering the controls. And you say, well, they can't do that. Well, unfortunately, yes, they can. It's totally legal and usually done when the higher power usage threatens the grid as a way for the power companies to prevent brownouts. That's just what's happening during this heat wave in Texas of last year. Here we go with Texas again. They can't get shit straight over there. Families there reported turning on the AC before going to sleep, only to wake up soon after sweating because their smart thermostat was turned up remotely by the power company. Well, how can this happen? Those families in Texas had signed up for a program called Smart Savers in Texas that offered them a chance to win up to $5,000 off their energy bill. But they missed all the five print, all the, you know, the little, little writing down below, which states by enrolling, you give the power company permission to mess with the thermostats during a high demand period. So similar programs exist all over the country and many of them offering incentives. Not all of them are making it clear that by joining, you're giving up control of your thermostat at times. Tech companies that make the thermostats are in full cooperation of the of the power companies google nest vivint llux alarm.com uh, radio thermostat sensei and ecobee are all working with companies called energy hub which runs the smart saver texas program sometimes the tech companies are even the ones offering these programs google's nest has been a rush hour rewards program where if you sign up you get a gift card the amount of the gift card depending on where you live but what stays the same is the program lets your power company alter your temperature so there we go 
You sign up for, oh, yes, we can get $5,000 back or win a chance for $5,000 and, and all this other stuff, but yet you're down in the fine print. They can remotely. Can you imagine the guy sitting there at a desk? If he's got a touch screen, he's got a, a whole screen full of thermostat readings, and he's literally just, like, touching the screen. That one needs to go that. Let's go 78 on this side of town. Everyone that's up to 78, and he's touching all touching all of them, touching all of them, touching all of them. So I would turn the Wi-Fi off. That's what i do. Oh, guess what? My internet went down. Tough shit. You can't control my thermostat. I'm sure something there's a clause in there somewhere where they can actually, and they shut the whole AC unit down. But yeah, that's what they're doing. You sign up for these benefit programs, and you're allowing down in the paperwork, down in the fine print, that the companies, the power companies, can turn your ACs off or turn them down or something like that. Turn down for what? I don't know. Not here at this house. No way. We keep ours floating around 75 degrees, especially right now. All right, guys, when we come back, a couple more things. We'll let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. You'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Turn down for what? First and foremost, this is my Facebook page. What I choose to post does not require anyone's comments or opinions. If you do not like what is on my page, or what I choose to share, scroll on. I am not asking for your religious or political views. I was raised a Christian. And I am proud to be an American. If this causes longtime high school friends to remove me from their friends list, then we were not friends to begin with. I'd never tell a true friend to see things my way or else. Everyone has their own opinions and everyone makes their own choices. Peace out. Okay, forget what's next. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Good Gucci flip flops. Fake your hit your bitch in massage. This is a big white. Diamonds dripping off for the clock. Two to six out. Winter time. Dropping the top. Welcome back to Dick and Live. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on your social networks. And we'd like to hear from you. We'd love for you to be part of the show. And the way you do that is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on Be Heard. Opens up a microphone on your tablet, on your smart device, wherever you're listening to us at or watching us as well. You can speak right into it. Send us a message. I'd like to hear from you. I really like to hear from a lot of you guys out there. I know you're sitting in the, in the background going, God, I wish I could talk to them one-on-one and find out what's going on. Well, now's your chance. Go over to Profit Radio. Click on Be Heard and speak into your microphone. You can make up a name. I don't care what it is. Uh, and just ask us anything or tell us anything. And it comes right to our inbox and we'll play it on the very next podcast as well. And while you're over there, get yourself some free swag, some magnets, some stickers while you're there. Uh, we'll send those out to you. Now, I, one of the things that I like to do right before I go to bed at night, uh, I love to have a nice cold glass of milk. It's got to be in a glass. No ice. <laughs> Are you weird people out there? And sometimes I like to put a little chocolate milk in there. Uh, something I do make is um, if I want something a little bit sweeter and we don't have any ice cream in the house, I'll take a whole glass and I fill it with crushed ice. I put a couple tablespoons, I'm talking tablespoons of peanut butter in there, a squirt of Hershey's chocolate syrup, two Splenda packets, and then fill the rest up with milk. Put the little blade on the container. me, And I got myself kind of like a peanut butter frosty. So I'll sit there with a spoon, you know, take a couple you know, spoonfuls and spoonfuls, and, and that's my sweet for the end of the night. So I love having a nice cold glass of milk. And I thought it was just me. Well, I, I say it's just me. I, I've seen it a million times before, but... 
but it is actually very beneficial for you to have milk right before you go to bed. It is a well-known fact that a cup of milk is necessary for the growth of functioning of human bodies, whether it's your mom's milk or <laughs> goat's milk or cow milk, doesn't matter. But the main question is, what's the appropriate time to drink milk? So here's some points convincing you to drink milk at night can do a lot more good for your body. Sound sleep. Milk contains magnesium and protein, hydrolazetate, big words for me, which are responsible for good sleep. Further, milk is full of protein, minerals, vitamins, and tryptophan, a hormone promoting and the production of serotonin and melatonin, which also prompts the rest of the body. Melatonin is a hormone, as we all know. Kids are overdosing on them, but this is a natural way making your body create more melatonin. Uh, healthy weight drinking milk before you go to bed is unlikely to cause any change in your body's weight, provided that you're not taking high-calorie milk like whole milk or anything like that. And if you sleep well, it'll avoid you snacking in the morning as well. Improves your skeletal system. A glass of milk every day can result in stronger and denser bones. Fosters good skin. Uh, reduces stress level. The protein and laxium of milk when consumed before bed helps reduce your stress a lot. It induces a soothing influence and also reduces blood pressure, helping you in reducing anxiety and depression as well. Uh, add a little bit of turmeric to your milk before you go to bed. I don't know about that one, but that's what they're saying. And it'll help you get rid of your cough uh, before it actually happens. So drinking milk before bed is great. Great. Uh, I suggest you do it. I like doing it. Uh, sometimes I'll throw a chocolate chip cookie in there or something <laughs> just to break it up. And then you're dealing with another issue in itself. This challenge right here, healthier Coke. Now, I'm not talking about the powdery stuff. I'm talking a so-called healthier version of Coca-Cola. This is a new popular video on the platform of TikTok. Though the beverage definitely will not help every person reach their personal goals, the sparkling water and balsamic vinegar appears to match the classic Coke's signature dark brown color. Will the combination become the beverage of the summer? Question mark. What they're doing is they're putting LaCroix, a glass of ice, and then putting balsamic vinegar in it. And if you want to see this video, go over to properradio.com, click on Deacon Live, and for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well and you can see this is the tiktok video where some videos show people enjoying a kind of soda while others reject this combination so here she goes this is the young lady she's gonna switch to camera four and you guys can see this as well so here she goes okay my pilates instructor makes this okay first of all stop right there pilates instructor <laughs> she's already hooked on something drink almost like every day she's got a whole thing of a whole glass full of ice and she starts just dumping balsamic vinegar in there i think she told me and it's a healthy alternative to a coke and i am not joking you it tastes just like a coke and you're gonna think i'm insane so do like a splash of balsamic vinegar that's not a splash that's like two ounces and then take any sparkling beverage like I'm picking LaCroix and it could be any flavor. This one's the guava. It's like the Now we have the soda stream and I was telling my wife, I'm like going, babe, we got the soda stream. If you don't know what a soda stream is, it's got the carbonated CO2 container on the back. You fill the little one liter container full of water and it puts the CO2, the bubbly stuff into, uh, into the container. It's sparkling water, not the LaCroix and stuff. Sometimes they add artificial flavor in there, but here we go. It's like the summer flavor. Okay. And now you're going to mix it together. See, it honestly already looks like a Coke, but... So if I... Yeah, if I put steak sauce in it to a certain level, it would look like a Coke. Oh my God, look at this. It's, it looks just like a Coke. Does it taste like it? I don't know. I swear to God. It tastes like a Coke. No, it does And it's it. healthy and it's good for you. Bullshit. You guys should go try it out. Here she goes. She's drinking it. So good. No, it's not. No, it's not. I don't know. I'm going to try it. <laughs> I'll make a TikTok video. I'll see what happens and I'll answer her or do a split or stitch or whatever they call it like that. Now, speaking of split and stitch, this guy right here is mowing his lawn and he has to battle off the livestock around his property with a pool noodle. 
So if you want to see this video, make sure you go over to Profit Radio. You can see this as well. Here we go. Bet you've never seen a pool noodle used like this. <laughs> a Texas man has weaponized the noodle to fend off. <laughs> pet emu named Cosmo. Cosmo. This is no joke. I turned my back and wham, he bites me right on top of the head. And it hurts pretty good. Toby and Michelle Wilson had these two emus since they hatched five years ago. They were our babies. She would put sock diapers on them. They would run around inside. Even swim in the pool. But once the birds had their own baby a few months ago. <sighs> yikes. Cosmo has gotten protective and aggressive. Oh. Seems okay with Michelle. Say hi. But Cosmo's not saying hi to Toby. Damn it, Toby! Watching him and his mower, even on foot, Toby has to keep looking over his shoulder. <laughs> it takes twice as long to mow the pasture due to the constant jousting. Things escalated when Michelle made her husband a noodle hat. <laughs> Look at him. He's got a hat on with like two <laughs> pool noodles on either side. I guess they're beating the shit out of him. Hi, do me a favor. How about make a pen for him, lock him up like you would a horse in the stall while you're mowing the pastures. Do that for a favor, huh? Who would be deterred by seeing something sticking out of his head. <laughs> I took a pool noodle, cut it in half, and just um, hot glued it. Uh, to a cowboy hat. The hat didn't help, but the videos have sure been a hit on TikTok. She's <laughs> like a light slipper. Lots of commenters complain about his poor mowing technique. I was going to say, he's like not even mowing straight lines and stuff. He's just kind of like running around <laughs> trying to lasso these things and get them out of the way. But you try mowing with a giant bird charging you. I want to hear the trash talk you use with Cosmo the emu. Oh, I tell him. I say, look, bird, you better get away. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to give you the noodle. The noodle is all that stands between mowing and I'm going to give you the noodle. Down. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that, huh? Genie Mouse, CNN, New York. <laughs> He's going to end up running over him. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> guy protecting his, uh, well, protecting his lawnmower with a pool noodle as he's mowing the lawn. All right, guys, we appreciate each and every one of you for downloading us, being a part of the show, and doing all the stuff that links us to you and you to us as well. We're going to let you get back to what you got to do. My name is the Deacon saying goodnight and goodnight. Wait, wait, wait! Come back! This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.